0: So in the show notes, you'll always be able to find the link to watch the video on our YouTube channel and make sure that you hit subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. Thank you so much for supporting the show and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to the Recruitment Mentors Podcast. I'm your host, Hisham Mazuz. And in this week's episode, I was joined by the founders of Mariah Talent, Emma Crabtree and Nikki Dent. I absolutely love their passion and energy for their business. They're two years into their own journey before working for multiple brands before they started their own. And they are extremely passionate about founder-led businesses, getting more women uh, in director positions and leadership positions, and they have big plans for their company. Enjoy the episode. Emma, Nikki, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for coming down. I was just saying, I'm pretty sure you're both the, the first northerners to be, be in the, the new studio space.
2: Love so thanks that. for coming down.
0: <laughs> um, as you all know, the sort of place where I always like to start this mm-hmm. is the, the million pound question. And I'm sure you've thought even more about it since starting your own business. Yeah. So, Emma, I'm gonna come to you first, but I'd love to hear your thoughts, your take on what you believe are the sort of common characteristics and traits that really make up a, a successful recruitment consultant in today's market.
1: I think the main three are belief, Mm. relentlessness, and and an innate desire to succeed, basically. Okay. All those three together. The others go with it, obviously, Mm. but they're the main three drivers, I think. So belief? Yeah, belief. As
0: in, like, belief in yourself? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Like, you can do it. You know, Mm. we never, going out into recruitment or the business, thought we'd fail. That's just not an option for us. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think that's what makes us successful, because we have that belief. So. Yeah, it's a passion to keep yourself driving towards what you yeah. kind of angles, I suppose, at the very beginning. Mm-hmm.
0: And so. Where where's, where's that come from?
2: i have no idea
1: (laughs) i generally have i think i'm an optimistic person so that helps but i really don't know where it comes
2: from yeah i really don't i think when i first started in recruitment i kind of didn't believe i could Mm. do it almost so i think for me it's as i've kind of like tried to succeed i suppose the beliefs come along with it yeah
0: so obviously as as we sort of have spoken stuff before we did this like we'll we're going to talk a bit about both of your journeys Mm -hmm. working for other companies and then the main focus that we're going to talk about is this sort of two-year journey that yeah. you, you've both been on. Where I always like to start is like, Nikki, who who were you before recruitment, would you say?
2: Well, before recruitment then, so I was a trainer, actually. A trainer? Um, yeah, so in a call centre. So I started in Salford University, graduated yeah. from there, ended up living in Manchester, mm. and I was working in a call centre, and I thought, right, they okay, came wanting to try and do something different. So I just started applying for jobs internally at the, mm. the Corporate Insurance Society, ended up being a trainer, so mm. got that position. And I was doing savings and investments to start with, to be fair. And then they outsourced the whole of that department. Really? So on my first day as a trainer, I was given like a microphone, and stood at a podium and got told <laughs> to go and train motor and home insurance to a group full of 30 luck. people. <laughs> yes, it was pretty on top, to be fair. But you know, that that's the thing. All these types of things, they build you up yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. give you a bit of confidence. But yeah, it was a bit daunting to start with. And then I did that for like maybe two three years. And then unfortunately, they got rid of quite a lot of people. And um, so I was maybe redundant and I just bought myself like a, fly. In Congleton, really? I know exactly, and then literally just as like the recession was starting, because 2008, mm. um, and then yeah, I just made started making applications and started in recruitment, and yeah, I went for a few different companies, and then ended up in in a place in Winslow, Yeah. a tech IT so did, company. So did you?
0: Was you aware of recruitment then as a career, or was oh, it like a typical? Okay. Yeah,
2: no, it was absolutely no one even spoke about it to be quite honest. So there was actually a girl that said, "You're quite chatty. You like people. <laughs> <"You're laughs> cool. You can be good <laughs> at yeah. At this sounds like me." <laughs> yeah, nice. (laughs) And yeah, they just um, said you'd be good at recruitment. So I'd actually applied to a different company and then they forwarded my CV over to someone that they knew because it was closer to home.
0: And what what about you, Emma? Who who would you say, how would you describe yourself before recruitment? Where was you at? What were you doing? Well,
1: I got into recruitment quite late. I was 29. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I... Left uni, went to New York for a bit, had Mm -hmm. a travel bug, then decided I wanted to teach English because Mm. that would allow me to live abroad, so I did that in London, and then I moved to Japan, Mm. and it was supposed to be for a year, but it was for six, Mm. amazing (laughs) years. I
0: always find that fascinating about you that you did that. It was
1: amazing, but then I got to a point in my life at 29, like, Mm. right, I don't want to teach English, Mm. I'm coming back to England, I have... I had money there, yeah, yeah. had a good lifestyle, yeah. but what am I gonna do in England? You know, yeah. so I started applying to marketing jobs because that's what I did at uni like 20k in London with <laughs> slow career progression opportunities so I thought I need something else mm. and a couple of my friends were in recruitment everyone in Japan is now in tech recruitment by the way it's mine. really yeah, yeah so and they were like apply so I just applied to one place got a call had the interview met Nikki yeah mm. at the interview really? she interviewed me yeah did. and then stayed there
2: for a bit and absolutely loved it yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I love that so, what's a career in recruitment, given both of you then, that maybe you least expected
2: do you know, what? it's exactly that, it's a career. Like, mm. I didn't know I was going to be any good at it, yeah. That's I a good didn't point, know, yeah. yeah, I didn't know how long I'd be doing it for. Mm. I'd kind of got made redundant, I had a flat, you know, a mortgage, and then mm. started on this journey. And yeah, I mean, I was at the first company I worked for for like nearly 13 years, mm. and you just never really thought of that as going to be like a full blown career. But yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's probably what it gave me, to be fair. What
0: about you, and obviously... Yeah, same
2: career to be proud of, absolutely, mm. Loved really? it. yeah. And I always had
1: like a business mind as Mm. well Mm. so i kind of from there knew i wanted my own business Mm. started in recruitment thought i'm quite good at this so that's what I'll do one way
0: day yeah, yeah exactly did you so like when both of you met for the first time was there like a, <laughs> a spark straight away I don't know did you like just get on like a house on fire or Nikki yeah.
2: really wanted me to get the job I knew really <laughs> yeah. honestly like when you interview somebody and you know that they're going to be great yeah, yeah, yeah. like Emma was amazing in the whole interview process really? so I was like look she's got to get the job yeah <laughs> and other managers
1: weren't as keen uh, well I don't know and Nikki was like say this
0: say that I it got yeah, it yeah and yeah. Went
1: yeah, really well <laughs> she did a great job
0: <laughs> love that so so basically so nikki you so you worked in different bands for like was it like 12 years or so
2: yeah exactly before
0: you started mariah and then emma for you it was was it more like two three years or Was that yes. one, three, yeah four?
1: three four oh, yeah yeah that nice time.
0: so i guess nikki what i really wanted to ask you and stuff before we get on to both of you starting this business is a lot of people listen to this podcast because mm. they want to progress quickly they want a successful career Obviously you like you said maybe you didn't expect it at the time but yeah. you went on this amazing journey and going from joining at that point to then becoming like a divisional manager by the time that you left. Mm. Obviously people want to know like how what did you do differently to get those opportunities because obviously recruitment's competitive internally just yeah. as much externally. So what do you think, what were some of the things that you did well that enabled you to to progress your career, do you think?
2: Definitely. I mean, I was always a planner. I always made sure that, you know, I knew exactly what I was going to be doing the next Mm. day. You know, you'd go through what you need, your objectives throughout the course of the day and just make sure you tick them off and, you know, made a plan for the next day. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of, like, I asked for a lot of, promotions as well you know Mm. like i just went it sounds simple but like a lot of people don't ask you've got to ask yeah exactly and i think that's that's a big thing you know you can get forgotten unless you actually put yourself forward Mm. sometimes um but yeah i'd probably say yeah just asking for what you want really yeah (laughs) and obviously delivering
0: like doing what you need to be doing in your role
2: absolutely but when
0: when you say uh, like just just talk to us a bit about that for a second like so when you say ask are we literally saying like hey, I've absolutely smashed my target this year. Like, what did that ask look like? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it was
2: probably a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. Because you have to put, yeah, because you know, you've got to basically put yourself in a position where you're you're going in and saying, look, I know I've achieved this, I know these objectives. I want to be a manager of a team. You know, I'm already doing most of the job. Mm. So this is what I'd like to be able, you know, I'd like the title and I'd like the pay rise to go with it yeah, a lot of yeah. time mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, I did ask a lot for that. I
0: love that. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and, then, and then Emma, what about you? So like, how would you describe your sort of early years in recruitment? Did you sort of get, like, get into it straight away? Like, I don't know, how would you describe your early years then? Yeah,
1: well, early years, but I was 29. Yeah. And everyone else around me, I was on like 18K yeah. <laughs> and earning more. And everyone else around me was a lot younger. And now, and I was like, I need to be, like Nikki, very soon. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's all I used to think. Like, when people used to go and interview or go to the boardroom in meetings, I was like, I want to be doing what they're yeah. How do I get to that level? Yeah. So I just wanted, the money was great, but for me, I wanted the career. I wanted to be a manager, I wanted to lead a team. So I think it was that hunger mm. and pressure that I put on myself, because yeah. the age I was at, and my one goal was to like, put a deposit down in-house in the first year, that and I did that. Name, yeah. Yeah.
0: So let, let's just talk about that for a second because I think that is interesting and I think people, because I think like typically a typical recruitment company will mm-hmm. try and hire young people, maybe yeah. grads, whatever. Mm. And yeah, like you said, for a twenty-nine-year-old, although that is, uh, that isn't old. I mean, I'm twenty-nine this month. Like that is, that isn't old <laughs> in, in my eyes. But <laughs> it's like, not, yeah, in my eyes. Some because I think I think obviously a big part of what we're trying to do this podcast is like it, recruitment should absolutely be a career that people choose rather yeah, than what like, they falling into. So yeah. I guess it'd be good, because I did think that, oh, that must have been quite challenging to look around and go, fucking hell, this person's younger than me. Mm -hmm. So what maybe advice would you give to sort of people entering recruitment who are maybe a bit older as to like, maybe things to be mindful of and, and why it's something that they should absolutely consider and not think, oh, I've missed my chance because I'm, I'm, you know.
1: It's not too late in any career to change. And Mm. I really admire those who do that because it's brave to do. And it's almost like a relationship. You know, you can be in a job and you're like, oh, I'm 30. It's okay. (laughs) You know, I'm earning money. I need to be sensible. I want Mm. a mortgage. But really, you've got such a long life ahead of you Mm. and we only live once. Yeah, so do what what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. I'd never, Mm. I wouldn't change anything.
0: Yeah. Love that. Let's go into both of you, obviously uh, going on, on this business journey. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess, <laughs> talk to us a bit about, so when when did you found the company? When did, when did things start?
1: It was February. Well, kind of the idea was in February 2020, yeah. but we actually launched April
2: 2020. Yeah.
0: yeah, just after COVID. The just
2: first, after COVID. The first week of yeah. lockdown,
0: we launched. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that was cool. <laughs> that was great fun. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm excited to unpack this. So obviously, just to frame it up for people. So basically, mm. you, you've been going for two years now. Mm. Just recently had a really cool rebrand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you also to kick kick off this journey you decided to go down the investment route, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. why don't we start there? Because I think that would be really interesting for people to hear. So one, what drew you towards or like how did you come to the decision of like, you know what, actually going down the investment route and, and have, having that help at the beginning mm-hmm. is something actually we we really want to go for and, and is something that we align with and can be helpful. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it came from a fortunate conversation, really a fortunate conversation with a rectorate. Okay. Yeah. Because when I was looking to leave where I was, yeah. I was like, da-da-da, da-da-da. And she was like, you sound like you want your own business. Yeah. So I was like, mm. yeah, I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, how, how do we do that? I've never had yeah. a business. I wouldn't know where to start. Mm. And she was like, I know someone. Right. So very, yeah, I was fortunate because she then introduced me to mm. Mark Nealon, who's mm. an investor of recruitment companies. Yeah. Mm. So we kind of hit it off, obviously had a lot of conversations. Um, and then, yeah, just Did, did you go
0: into the, I know it probably felt quite organic at the time, but in hindsight, was it? I know you said you, hit, you and Mark hit it off, but was there anything that maybe you was mindful of to, that you wanted to see or pick up on that would, I guess, give you more confidence or feel more comfortable in potentially having someone mm. like Mark, an investor involved mm-hmm. from the start?
1: Well, I think his track record, because he'd yeah. done it, you know, he'd formed or was a director of it, Successful company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I met people that he'd already invested right. in. So straight away, they're like, he's great. And lot had right. conversations with five people. So mm. instantly, you feel at ease feel then. Easier,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. He
2: puts you in touch, doesn't he, with other business directors, yeah. which is, which yeah. is great. Cool. Yeah.
0: And then when did uh, you and Nikki then start having these conversations? Like, how did that did, did it happen <laughs> organically? I kind or of
2: or? engineered my own interview. <laughs> <bit> really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I would, I'd gone to a different company and yeah. it wasn't really working out. Mm. So I'd, I'd actually recommended MP. Speak to the Rectorac that had introduced her to my. Right, so So you you stayed in
0: touch and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, always. So, like, I'd kind of thought, do you know what? I what she's up to. I <laughs> maybe want a bit of this as well. Yeah, yeah. So I just texted Emma and I was like, hey, should we go for dinner and oh, let's have a prosecco and some food? Yeah. And then I sat down and I was like, so what's this all about? What well, <laughs> was yeah. really funny though, there was other people. Yeah, we'd literally sit like, right, right, so next to and <laughs> so tell me about the business idea. Really? And like yeah, get on straight board. in. So yeah, and that was it then basically. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we spoke to Mark and then we were and Straighten Mark said together. as well,
1: most businesses, apparently there's data around this, are mm. more successful. Is, when Because you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. you fully
0: prepared to like, just go on your yeah, journey I'm on, your on it
2: Yeah, it. I was just like, let's do this. And yeah. yeah. then I was like, woo, somewhere along the yeah, ride. That's yeah. Amazing, yeah. And yeah. it's great as well, because we've obviously been friends since we've left. So it's yeah, nice yeah. to do it with a friend. Yes, yeah, it yeah. is. Because obviously is.
0: There, you've built trust, right? And sometimes that... If you've got that from the very beginning, yeah. you've built that relationship over time. And we know how time. we
1: work as well. Mm. That's, That's important as yeah. well. Like we share the same values and work we know effort. what we liked and didn't like about where we've worked previously.
2: Yeah. And it's nice to share experiences with someone oh, totally. else, isn't it, rather yeah. than doing it by yourself. It's a bit of a soundboard as well, you know, because you have a lot of ideas and it's like, mm. what do you think? And, you know, you, get, you gain so much more when you're able to share mm. something, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's just focus on this for a second then. So what would you say, because we're now like two years in, mm-hmm. what would you say have been some of the like two, three core things that you think, because you've had Mark's support from the very beginning, it's in, it's enabled you to do or what's been really helpful? Because I think people, a lot of people listen to this will maybe think one day they to have their own recruitment company. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Obviously, there, there's a lot of people, uh, businesses now that, will be trying to message people, say, hey, if you thought yeah. about starting a recruitment company, mm-hmm. we can help you. So what would you say have been like the, the really sort of core things that Mark's really been able to help with out of interest? This podcast is proudly partnered with the award winning Source Now, I think it's safe to say that right now the market is crazy. Continue to hear people saying, never seen the market like it. And I continue to speak to recruiters who are inundated with jobs which is why I'm not surprised that the number one word that I'm always hearing at the moment is automation. And if you're looking at how you can enable your teams to spend more time on what they're brilliant at, building relationships, speaking to people, then you need to look at Sourcebreaker. It's helped countless recruitment companies scale more quickly, enable their younger recruits and their rookies to get better more quickly, and automate a whole lot of the the work that a lot of recruiters are probably not so good at and the work that that maybe they don't enjoy as much. Because you listen to this podcast, you're going to be able to get an exclusive discount on the Sourcebreaker product. So if you have not already get a demo booked in with Sourcebreaker, use the link in the show notes. You will not regret it. If you're thinking about that word automation in 2022, you need to consider Sourcebreaker
2: he's helped with everything hasn't he mm. really? really you know just operationally you know like we were great at what we did and you know you can be a good recruitment consultant and a manager but you know when you're looking at the business as a whole you know that's the areas he just gives you so much support with. so you know just looking at day to day operations how can you streamline things mm. um, so yeah he, he's given us tons as well and networking as well really for sure yeah, so yeah. he's introduced to some amazing people yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah that's the thing about Mark and he really
1: champions that the yeah. idea of meritocracy yeah. so it's the best idea wins not where it comes from so he's like trust yeah. me but go and ask one else yeah you know why try and do it yourself when there's a million people out there mm. who've done it made mistakes and can tell you and like help you along the way so yeah, yeah. provides a lot of guidance, yeah. yeah and it's just a, you know and it's just someone if you're like oh god what what do we do yeah, yeah. give them a call, call yeah it's yeah.
0: like
1: yeah great support really
0: supportive yeah. and then a couple of last things because people be interested you don't have to go into like the exact like details mm. But, like, how was this structured out of interest? Like, was it, like, I don't know, so Mark had X percentage of the company and then if both of you hit certain goals and that gets reduced, like, because mm-hmm. this is the stuff that mm. people, like, how, like, do they have the majority share of my business? Like, mm. how was that structured, if you don't mind sharing? No, we
1: have the majority share, yeah. so it's very fair because a lot of people were saying to me, That's what I mean, I'm yeah, like, God, oh, my God, yeah. Like, all your business, yeah. Yeah. do you report into him? It's mm. nothing like that. So we have majority share and, you know, there was a loan at the start which we paid back very quickly. Yeah. But for us, it's not the financial, support yeah it's he's an angel investor and a coach yeah so every week we speak to him and it's amazing and we strategize and we talk about ideas and Mm. so it's that element that we'd Mm. want to keep forever you know so yeah we can reduce his share options as well in time yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so he's very fair like that
0: no i love the fact that it's actually not about the capital it's about because you you didn't mention that once it was the network it was the people you've been speaking to all those things yeah um, and I think more and more people I speak to now, young young recruitment entrepreneurs, like they're just way more humble and willing to ask for help. So yeah. people might get a year down the journey to you and go, I don't know all the answers, so I want to help. And if you you've got someone that can help, but also have, has got skin in the game and it's in their interest for both of you to yeah, to, sure. to improve this business, then that, that's a great relationship. Yeah. Yeah? The
1: worst thing you can have is an ego, mm. you yeah. know, because we don't know. Why pretend we know how to run a business? We, yeah. We're getting the idea now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in the early days, like why try and do it by yourself, yeah. Yeah. you know, because we're, we're not the best at that. Mm. We want to be the best at that, yeah. and that's the journey we're on.
0: Mm. So from, and then last point then, so from the, the beginning then, was there like a, um, did you sort of, did you speak every week, or was it like quarterly board meetings, or like what was the no, typical structure? I mean, it was COVID. We
1: were yeah. like,
2: Oh my god, <laughs> what is going on in the world? At yeah. my kitchen table with Bobby, like, Mark, we <laughs> didn't plan
1: on this, <laughs> and, he, and he was really nice through that because what was funny yeah. is he knew everything, like, yeah. we were like. Oh, you know, when it first started, yeah. we never thought it was no. going to go on for long as it did. And Mark kind of was like, do you mean it was like doomsday. Yeah, it he came with was like, that- girls, this is going to be bad. And we were like, oh my God, so why are like, nah, you so negative? It's never going to happen. But he still believed in us, mm. which he could have freaked out and yeah. been like, why am I investing yeah. in a company? Let's park this for a bit. But we had no choice. We'd left our jobs. Yeah. We had nothing else to do but just push on mm. basically like, so, so we're on the phone a lot <laughs> we were on the yeah, phone days. a lot <laughs> now
2: it's every we meet every week yeah mm. go yeah. for a coffee sit down yeah. nice. yeah, it's great to look at longer term plans as well mm. so that's the thing it's always about like this is where you could be girls so yeah mm. it's
0: great so let, let's just paint a picture so obviously yeah it's had to go on this journey during the, the <laughs> yeah. thick of COVID <laughs> so like what what did the company look like by the end of year one then just so we can paint the picture was it still just you two was a oh, couple of people involved yeah. we had an
1: office we, we moved t- into an office in the August yeah. yeah and we've taken on a couple of people yeah we so. hired yeah. so i think we finished at about four people and yeah. an office yeah yeah so
0: let's just talk about them like because i mean it all seems like a blur doesn't it yeah. so like what do you think in hindsight enabled both of you to like actually not it to go oh my god like we had it at the worst possible time like we failed or, i don't know what did you do looking back that you think enabled you to get to Four people and I'm I'm assuming you're you're doing revenues and these things. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. I don't know, how did you how are you able to do that despite the challenges?
2: I don't think we ever really doubted that it would work, no, to be quite we honest. We got some good deals in yeah, long, actually. Yeah, which Nikki was great. did a really
1: good deal first off, then I did one yeah. in an area I don't usually recruit for. It's like Ooh. <laughs> so that kept us going. Yeah. I yeah. it's like the sheer joy, we really enjoy yeah. what we do. And like we no said earlier, failure is <laughs> not an option. Like yeah. Mirai is gonna make it, was always gonna
2: make it.
0: Yeah. Just that, just the belief.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But we enjoy what we do as well. Like, we love what we do and, like, we made it a bit fun as well, you know, even yeah. though we'd got to the point, like, Bobby, like, my son's seven, mm. so he would be, like, five at the time or something. He'd only just started school. Mm. So then he has now sat at our kitchen table while Mummy and Emma are like, really <laughs> cold calling, like, hey, guys, should you work with <laughs> Bobby is repeating my phone number in the background because yes, he's yeah. heard it that many times. Yeah. You know, that. And, that, and that was it. You know, we just had to get on with it and yeah. just had to make good of what, of what we'd been given, so.
0: And talk to me about... The because the, the name's interesting. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so that was
1: another thing which Mark gave guidance on. Yeah. I was like EJC associate. So <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> All these like crap names like with my name in and obviously, yeah. and he was like, Hmm.
2: I never knew that. What
1: about something <laughs> that means something a bit more? Yeah. And then actually, it was my friend in Japan, Joe, who's amazing. I was like, Right, Japanese name. Yeah. They're, connects to the recruitment, yeah, and he was like Mirai because it means future in Japanese. I was yeah. like, Nailed it! Perfect. It was the first thing he said. I was really? like, Mark, Mirai. Mirai <laughs> he was yeah. like, Love it, don't know what it means, but love it. It's yeah. a beaver, yeah, and we do like it, yeah. Really and up. we were Mirai Tech Recruitment, yeah. and now mm. we're just Mirai talent. Mirai talent yeah, but soon we want to just be Mirai, Mirai. Mirai yeah. yeah. So
0: that, that was the rebrand that you went for recently, yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me about like. I'm sure, looking back, it was just like, just do anything to to get deals in, make it work, but like, what, obviously I'm sure Mark would have helped with this, but like you said, you've worked at other companies, you'd be able to look at those experiences and go, I really enjoyed that, didn't enjoy that, but like what, a lot of people say want to do things differently when mm. they start their own recruitment business. So like how, how did both of you think and execute that you being unique and different, and, and what did you bring to the market that you felt that was different and unique and, and made Mirai Mirai?
2: I think we were keen to look at like culture weren't we mm-hmm. for Mirai and I think that's something that we will never really forget you know for us it's all about making it an environment that you know everybody wants to come to work and they want yeah. to enjoy it and you know and it bounces off as of space to our clients as well we want to make sure that we're creating like a really good atmosphere and like building up really good relationships mm-hmm. I suppose so really yeah. thought about
0: the people the people, part yeah, of yeah. Your own yeah, absolutely. Simon
1: Sinek has a quote about yeah. until people are happy within the business yeah. at all, how can they provide good service? Yeah. And then that- if you're coming to work springing your step yeah. yeah the phone people can tell you mm. know so that's important mm. so it starts with culture mm. and our team mm. and then naturally that extends onto the service we can provide yeah. as well
0: and then had, what about like did you did you um, identify and focus on any particular niches have you like I don't know evolved any of the, the services you have like what, what has that been like that, that's maybe impacted the, the difference and the uniqueness as well
1: yeah I think within tech because a lot of places are we are tech and that's mm. fine that's great but we recognize that as it's so candidate driven we start with the candidates yeah. so we look at cloud and data predominantly that's what the focus yeah just because like the, the mad markets really mm. and then yeah and contracts is something that we didn't do but now we're Starting looking at contract first yeah so we have adapted along the way mm. just because you have to
0: And what did you find, because thinking back obviously when you started, like the polar opposite now where everyone's saying, I've got jobs coming out of my ears and like it's the candidate pipeline I need help mm -hmm. with. Back then it was like, no one's hiring. Where are the jobs? Yeah, so like (laughs) what ended up being the most effective way for you to start winning logos, getting your own clients on board? Because that can typically be some of the things that people are most worried about mm. of like bringing on those clients that are going to be your first paying customers so like mm. how, what ended up really working on that front I think
1: we went after multi hire solutions yeah. okay. because naturally you know we put a lot of work in and if you place a one man band IT manager mm. that's mm. great but where's a repeat business Yeah. and we know we always get repeat business mm. so okay well that that's not going to work so let's start targeting the companies that you do have to chip away at mm. but eventually it'll pay dividends because mm. they've got
2: a large workforce and Mm. you become an extension of them, Mm -hmm. you put the same amount of effort into getting one job spec as you would do, you know, creating a relationship and becoming someone's, sounds like part of it. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Let's just focus on that for a second. I think that'd be interesting. Mm. So, I mean, now you're saying like chip away at it, let's obviously people... One like practical thoughts or ideas on like what what's worked and what helps other people. Mm-hmm. So like when you what has typically worked time and time again when it comes to getting into like a larger account or mm-hmm. a growing customer. Like what have you found? Yeah, has, has really worked. Is it going direct to the hiring manager and building a relationship? Is it actually delivering a really great candidate experience and mm-hmm. then they refer you and in they're internally, what has ended up really working in, in getting into these bigger accounts?
1: Yeah, often hiring manager, Yeah. then falling out with HR, <laughs> then <laughs> becoming best friends with HR <laughs> and the hiring managers and just really listening. Yeah. You know, I can't mm. stand it when you hear people like, I've got 100 candidates mm. just for you. No, yeah. you don't. Mm. And that would make our job very easy if we had yeah. a load of candidates waiting. Yeah. I think ultimately, like, just levelling with them, I understand, but mm. we're going to take ownership of your challenges. Mm. You know, we absolutely buzz off it, don't we? Like, absolutely. We're like, give us the jobs, we love this. You mm. don't like it, so give it us. Yeah. And I think that people can tell how much we enjoy what we do. Definitely. Just even in our tone of voice,
2: like, OK, calm down, you've a <laughs> job. <laughs> we still get that same buzz, I think, of finding a really good candidate or, mm. you know, like, pulling a new role in with a new yeah. client or something as we would have done, you know, mm. like, ten years ago. Mm. So.
0: So, what I wanted to ask you both then, because I think, as you said earlier, like, great, there's so many positives of it, not just being one person as Mm. both of you. Mm. But obviously, there there can also be challenges that come with that. So, obviously, you both had the added benefit of working with each other. So, probably had a bit of an insight. But how have both of you got better at understanding, like, right, Emma, you are way better than this, than Nikki is, or whatever? Like, how, just talk to us a bit about that, because I think sometimes haven't interviewed people that start a business with two people, that can sometimes be a bit of a journey. So how's yeah. how that been for both of you? I yeah.
1: think our problem in the beginning is we're both good at the same thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so and similar. It. You know, so my dad used to be like, the best business partner is when you're good at this. And yeah. Whereas we're like, I'm a little bit better at finances <laughs> and systems. So I'm the finance queen, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and that's the thing. And it kind of was like, I don't know if a guilt thing with both of us. We tried to do the same thing, okay. so we both went on a demo together. Mm, we both had the okay. phone call. And we were like. Why are we both doing this? Mm. So now, recently, we've kind of defined our roles. Absolutely. Because you have to think about because we don't look at candidate sides anymore, but we still do look at the business. But when we step away
2: from that, mm. what are our roles within yeah. the business? So you have to look at long term, what are our strengths and what do we enjoy doing? Well, that's it exactly. So we yeah we have designated RPs for certain job, so responsible p person. Responsible <laughs> so, person.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So yeah. like I'd look at like more of the training and development, mm. and then Emma looks at like of the marketing stuff so yeah finance yeah systems. definitely finance that will be outsourced soon but for now it's like my bag yeah so what
0: so what was the first step in that just was it literally like right we we keep going on the same things like you've noticed it and it's like right we need to work out who's doing what you
2: just find out that you don't do you know yeah Yeah. a job doesn't get done as well prefer be yeah You both both feel like you're both kind of doing a bit of Ah. everything, but not enough of one thing. So if you split your time... And there's just endless amounts of jobs. Obviously, in recruitment, it never Mm. stops anyway. There's always Mm. another candidate to call and another role to chase. Mm. But when you've got the operational side as well, Mm. you know, it can be a bit overwhelming sometimes. So you have to actually just split your time. So was Mm. it
0: literally like you both went in the meeting room and was like, right, let's just be honest with each other. What do you enjoy doing? What are you better at? And then you just started just... We actually did. Yeah, Yeah, because we were
1: coming to meetings like... That's not been done. <laughs> I was Were well, you gonna do that? Oh no, I think i gonna do that. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. And there was just no yeah. process behind it. And now we're like, this is this is what I do. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you do and it's so much better, isn't well, it? Well you do it
2: properly as well. Yeah. And like it get yeah, you get a lot more value out of your job. So, you so how,
0: how do you hold each other accountable then? Do you have like is it weekly <laughs> things that you then hold each other accountable <laughs> for or?
2: Yeah, yes. <laughs> I know, I know. but we talk a lot about everything we need yeah, to get okay. done. We're we'll getting better so at putting
1: things in the diary, okay. yeah, because otherwise it doesn't get done. Yeah. and there's always something to do, and we were guilty of putting things off. Yeah, when really you just need to get it done. What is important? Like yeah. when you are in recruitment. Yeah. Okay. What do we need to do? Right. I'm gonna. And another thing we were doing is feeling guilty about doing those tasks in the golden hours. Yeah. But the really, hours. it's like we need to do marketing. Mm. So I spent last week two days straight just focusing on that. Mm. And it felt so much better that mm. I'm not doing it at the weekend or yeah. in the evening. Mm.
0: Yeah. So talk, I know it's something you're both really passionate about. Talk to me about what's been your experiences journey in a um, female-owned business. Like, what, what's that been? Has, has there been maybe certain challenges that you've had to navigate? Or, I don't know, like, talk to me about that. Do
2: you know what? I, I think because I've always done this job, it doesn't feel that much different to me, I okay. suppose. Because I've done like the management side for a while anyway but yeah I do think there is a massive lack of females in you know tech mm. and also in management positions especially around recruitment mm. but yeah I and think there is a boys club feel yeah. Yeah, and even be. like guys we
1: interview they don't want to be part of the boys club and yeah times have changed that's the thing and there's mm. a stigma because if you have a child what do you do then no, no, And yeah. yeah. so I think naturally you know we are conscious of who we employ and naturally we're getting quite a few females we do have through a lot of girls don't <laughs> yeah, But that we, we the, our ideal is a 50-50 split, yeah. you think, and different personalities, mm. not the typical recruiter you might yeah, think yeah. of mm. as well. So
0: how, how do you think we can, I guess, um, impact that sort of lean towards like more men in senior positions in recruitment companies or just more men overall? Like, I don't know. Have you, I'm sure you've thought about, about this. Obviously, it's going to help if there's more mm. women in their own recruitment businesses than, mm-hmm. than men. But I don't know, how have you thought about we can how we can impact that?
1: I think it's more like the personality that goes yeah. with it mm. as well, like big drinking culture, lads club, all this, we want different people. We don't want many versions of us no. either. We want a real eclectic mix of people
2: because it's not always a typical salesperson that succeeds yeah, either. Absolutely. And that is something to, to think about actually, because you know you, you stereotype people, you know, what's a successful yeah. salesperson, you know, and it's quite a loud, you know, outgoing type of person, but you know, people that don't actually have that type of person that like, can be a bit more subdued or, you know, a bit calmer in personality can actually be one of the best recruiters ever. Mm-hmm. As well, you know. Mm. So different personalities do definitely work. Mm
0: -hmm. Let's talk about the the last year then. Obviously, you had your two year anniversary recently. Yeah,
2: not yet, not quite yet. Okay,
0: sorry.
1: (laughs) April. So, so
0: I know I know something sort of I've known a bit about your business. Something that's been quite exciting is the US piece, right? Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: So, like, talk to me about how that's going when you first sort of identify that, because I'm sure you've you've noticed. I definitely have. Like more and more recruitment companies it seems have the us on their business plan or they're doing it currently so mm-hmm. talk to me a bit about that journey so far when did it start how how it's going this podcast is proudly partnered with vincherry now you should know by now that they are on the quest and their vision and mission is to be and become the operating system for growing recruitment companies Well, you may or may not have seen, but I'm here to tell you that they've recently added another fantastic piece of kit to their overall amazing system. It's called Vineo. You can probably guess what it is. A lot of you, and for the last two or so years, have probably accelerated your use of video. So having a tool which is seamlessly in your uh, CRM, what you use every day to prospect candidates, prospect clients to use video in in your interview process. It's just going to make your life a whole lot easier. So just another amazing reason why you need to check out VinCherry. If you're looking for an all-in-one platform, the operating system that you need as you scale your recruitment business, then you have to consider VinCherry. Use the link in the show notes. Because you're a recruitment mentors listener, you will get an exclusive discount and price. So use that link and you will not regret it.
2: So I was actually working with some mm-hmm. like uh, UK-based SaaS companies that okay. just wanted to scale in the US. So it was quite organic. We ha- we did a couple um, a few different project deployment teams in Atlanta and Chicago. Wow. So we did that because it was part of their you know UK scaling plans. But yeah, I mean in, in terms of what we want to do in moving forward, it just opens your eyes up so much. You know, there's so much opportunity. Yeah, you know, it's it's a great market to get into. 100%.
1: Absolutely, there's a world out there, and we want to be part of it. Yeah, <laughs> and like That's- you said, I think. I've heard other people on this podcast say as well it's like the two week notice period oh yeah for like permanent yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we focus a lot on senior appointments in the UK which is great and three to six months notice periods yeah. you know and that's and so, much time. so much exactly. can happen exactly and it's just fast paced and you've done a sterling job but we not been you. the hardest fills
2: so either
1: <laughs> <Do you laughs> know what? To take it away
2: from you no it's <laughs> actually been a breeze in comparison to yeah. UK based yeah hiring um, so you literally just LinkedIn recruiter is obviously your best friend mm. Mm. Um, and yeah, you just literally get all your calls set up. And yeah, it's been so much easier so than what, it has let's been. Let's
0: just talk about this then. And So you've been you've the person like driving this because I'm assuming it was your customers. Yeah. yeah. So let's just talk a bit about this for a sec. So what would you say have been the main... So I'm assuming previous to that you've always worked in what, UK, Europe, markets? So
2: mm-hmm. Predominantly, yeah. So say all around London was my patch for quite a long time. And then, mm. yeah, in the So UK. What, what would
0: you say have been the main like nuances that you've maybe had to adapt to maybe learn the hard way like quite quite quickly once you started?
2: To go into the US? Yeah. I think it's, well, to be quite honest, I mean, the roles that we've actually just been working on have been very similar, similar roles yeah. to the ones that I've been doing anyway. I don't actually, the, I suppose it's just the time difference. It's obviously mm. making sure that, you know, you're, you're setting up your calls in the right times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there hasn't been tons of challenges, I'd direct, really? probably say. So. so if you
0: know, obviously a lot of people say, Perception of recruitment's more positive there. Yeah,
2: massively. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's very respectful. You know, the fees are like hugely mm. higher. You know, the salaries are so much higher. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of you know benefits to, to working in the US. And yeah, it's a very respected industry there as mm. well, which is obviously great. And what
0: about how some people might just perceive this as a challenge, but it probably isn't. But how have these people reacted to getting on the phone to Nikki from Manchester? They're like, hang on a minute, what, what's going <laughs> on here? You know like, what? What's that been like? Or is it actually going It's like, Absolutely
2: okay? been fine. Really? Yeah, I think we, what we market ourselves as you. UK and US on LinkedIn yeah. so you know I think that definitely does help um, you know when you're actually going out and you're trying to get your candidate attracted yeah. but yeah it's been absolutely fantastic you know people get back to you so quickly mm. yeah so I mean it's been a great it's experience like a, lot, a
0: lot of the things that have always worked for you the habits the approach has completely translated over
2: yeah I mean to be fair it's just projects that you just get done you just send out your messages just mm. make sure you're attracting the right people you know you just want to make sure that you're going for the right tech stacks and mm. you can see that that's going to be you know a decent career change or something that yeah, would be yeah, interesting yeah. to eat them and yeah it's just been yeah it's been a good a good experience and then well. have you
0: have you focused on because obviously it's such a big place isn't it so like yeah it seemed quite organic because <laughs> of like atlanta and the other place but like have you have you after, after you've done a bit of it have you then been like right we're just going to focus on this state or i don't know how have you approached that so out of interest
2: at this stage now we have done a bit of research into where we actually want to Focus our kind Mm -hmm. of BD efforts, let's say. The reason I'd worked in those areas is that just, you know, that's what my client needed them. But we have actually been spending quite a lot of time now to think, right, this is going to be where Mirai Mm. will focus um, and really have a look at the data, I think, Mm -hmm. as well to just see. And what sort of things are you looking
0: for out of interest? Like to go, you know what, that that could be a really exciting opportunity. What sort of things are you keeping an eye on or looking at? So we're
2: looking for like scale up companies Mm. where investment's been made Mm. um, and yeah, looking to provide like talent solutions to people. Mm. You really kind of, you know, go in and ring fence like a whole company's business rather than rather than said, like one and twos. The, and, yeah. yeah, exactly that and where
1: there's a shift,
2: you yeah. know, there's certain areas like
1: Texas, but we're getting on a little bit later than that. Yeah. So where's the new hot place yeah. we can go and yeah. make an impact? Exactly. So. It's exciting.
0: So let's let's talk about the the rebrand and, and uh, like these types of things. So like, why was that important to do Out of interest Like, it's Mariah Tech before? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, because obviously oh, I've seen it all now. And like, I don't know. One, why did you feel like it was important to do? Two, what was the process like? And then like three, how has it been received and stuff? So like, why, why was it important to do? Do you think?
1: I think because you know at the start, website is important, mm. but you're not going to throw a load of money at it. Yeah, yeah. and also. <laughs> Who, who is Mirai? Yeah. You know, we could have put a load of words on there, but we didn't have a mission, mm. values. We didn't really know our story. Yeah. And as we've progressed, you know, we look at that, old, the old website, and like, who, who wrote that? Because yeah. it just wasn't us. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't represent us, and even the way we communicated our tone yeah. was a bit corporate for whatever reason. We're used to speaking in a certain way, but really, we just wanted to show our personalities, yeah. our journey. You know, we're not perfect, no. and kind of we want to be quite humble in our approach as well, mm. that we want to get there. We're not there yet, but mm. this is where we are so far. And yeah. We know who we are, what we mm. want to do as well. So. And
0: how has how it, it been received in the market then? And like, because I've been well. seeing all yeah. these I mean, we're
1: more like, do you like our new hoodies? <laughs> yeah, okay. Do you like the pastel colours? Yeah. So yeah. people are naturally going to say yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> early
2: days, but yeah, we've had a lot of nice comments on yeah, these. we, so
0: we have. And as part of this process, being, I'm, I'm not sure, but as part of this process, being looking at your solutions and the services that you provided, that, yeah, that was of it a big well?
1: part of it. Because we're, f- we're all fed up of no placement, no fee. Yeah. yeah. Whoever said that line, you mm. know, has got a lot to answer for because that's not <laughs> what we're about, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Why should we work? So hard, with ultimately, you could gain nothing from it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So really, it's a, a full solution, depending on multi-hire key hire contract solution, mm. from start to finish, yeah. and really provide that full service, yeah. as opposed to transactional bums on seats, there's one person. One us. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly that. So let's talk a bit more about this, because I, I, from all the conversation that I'm having, I feel like a modern day recruitment business mm. shouldn't just be going into a client or customer and going yeah this is our service it's like let's agree the fee and then you pay me When on i don't think that should be the no. only the only thing that you're able to talk to them about no. so so you just said there so you've got like, what how did you describe it? so you've got a contract solution you've mm-hmm. got um what the different multi-hire so that's
1: more cost effective because there are companies we've placed about thirty people with. Mm. You know, so, so to pay we,
0: a fee thirty times. Yeah,
1: exactly. So let's look at your year. Yeah. How many hires do you think you're gonna make? Mm. Right? Okay, well if we work on them exclusively, yeah. we can offer you this. Yeah. And it makes more sense because why do you want to be speaking to a number of different recruiters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have that kind of what becomes in house almost support. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it works better for us, the consultants and mm. our clients as well. So
0: What's been the main difference, if any, in terms of like how approaching like selling this and yeah, or getting clients to sign up to this. Because I don't know, is there a different a mindset of like approach and the way that you're talking about things? Because a lot of people, I had people sit down and say, like the the best recruiters now have got to be solutions focused. Mm, so back to yeah. your point, Emron, like understanding where they're going, the challenges mm-hmm. and those things, and coming up with, well, because of what you shared with me, let's talk about our uh, the, the solution that you just said so we can actually help you over the long run rather mm-hmm. than just paying an individual fee for your time. Have you noticed like, a, I don't know, a different mindset towards these sales conversations? I don't know, anything around that? I'm I think interested. we were
1: kind of doing it before anyway okay. mm. without labelling it. Yeah. So we provide... You know, advertising campaigns, salary insight, benchmarking, feedback loop, all these things. Mm. And we value our time and our consultants' time. Mm. And, you know, we're lucky to work with some great businesses. But we've all been there. We've put so much time in, had four final stages somewhere, and then they changed their mind. And you're like, are you kidding? Mm. You know, so really it's respect for our time as well, but also knowing that we're ultimately Mm. going to do a good job Mm. for...
0: So right. how how have you typically like the commercials then? Have, have you have you gone down like the retained route? Have you gone down like monthly subscription? I don't know how's that typically. I'm sure it's different for different companies, but how how have you thought about that? How's that playing out? Yeah,
1: retained. That's what we're looking at. Yeah, yeah. so dividing into three payments. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. So let's just talk a bit about before we sort of come to the end and finish. Then. So how you said at the beginning like what's really important to you and and things that would be different is like the people part. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk a bit about that. So how, how have you thought about building your culture out of interest?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think culture is a massive part for us. Mm. You know, I think we kind of summed it up, we didn't want anyone to ever experience that Sunday fear Mm -hmm. of coming into work ever again. Mm -hmm. You know, like we want to make sure we've got an environment where people feel really supported. You know, you can speak to anyone on all levels, no question should, you know, ever be deemed to Mm. be silly, you know, and we just want somewhere where people feel like adults, they can be ambitious, but you know, everyone's got their own types of personalities and we can, you know, Mm. mold them all together really. Yeah, nice.
1: and we want to lead with compassion, not fear. Yeah. Okay. And you know, 90s-style recruitment is, like, <laughs> hitting over the head with KPIs. And yeah. Why? Yeah. No one feels good. You know, you've got to be compassionate, especially today, understanding, we're all in it together. Mm. We want to perform well, we want to mm. earn well, but you don't have to act with, you know, lead with fear yeah, yeah, yeah. to achieve those results. Mm. There's different ways to get the best out of people. Yeah. So.
0: Is there, and has there been anything, I guess, just a bit granular, anything, like, specific that you've done that's really... Worked on cultivating this culture and and not leading with fear. I don't know. Is there things that you do on a monthly basis for your team that that you found really helps with this? I don't know anything that.
2: We do quite a lot of like the team building stuff. So it's not just about like, I think we spoke before about like the boozy culture that can Mm -hmm. be associated with recruitment. You know, like we'll go on nice like team walks. We do like little walks and talks, you know, like once a week we'll, you know, go out with somebody that's on our team Mm. and just talk about stuff that isn't about recruitment. Mm. You know, it's like, how how are you getting on? Like what's going on in your Mm. life? Mm. Yeah, you know, and just make sure that you've, on a personal level, that you can actually speak to people and they feel comfortable to talk, you know, to, to the managers about, you know, just yeah. normal day-to-day life as well. Yeah, and we've started investing in wellbeing
1: workshops yeah. as well, oh, amazing. the guys yeah, exactly. are loving. Really? Yeah, really loving. It's early days with that, um, but that- So
0: what sort of things are you getting people to speak about? Is it just just mental health as a whole? Is it like, yeah. talk to them about things, I don't know, habits that they could be thinking about that could help them yeah, outside absolutely. work, inside work?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's building resilience. <laughs> building resilience, The, okay. the inner thought. And there's another one. It's about being kind to yourself yeah. as well, and you know, really having those conversations that I, I've never had. No. So we've started individual therapy with the same doctor, yeah. oh, and she now is doing the workshops with the guys that we're part really? of. Yeah, and it's just like, oh my god, it's just good to talk, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and yeah, you're absolutely. not alone. And you, mm. often there is a tendency to think you're the only one feeling certain ways. Yeah, and yeah. like everyone feels
0: the same. Why has that helped them? And is it, has it, have they gone? Emma, thanks so much for this. Like I haven't had this before. It's been great to speak about things, why have they reacted so positively, do you think? What have they shared with you?
1: I think because we all do have our struggles, don't we, internally? Yeah. And people aren't often, okay, with talking about them or raising those subjects, yeah. like I said, thinking they're alone with it. Yeah. And when she just talks about the science behind it as well, mm. so there's a reason you yeah. feel like this. Yeah. This is what's going on in your brain. And it's like, oh, okay. There's a huge
0: education piece around there, isn't yeah. it? We can Because we can think like, oh, is it just me that's wired this way or like, things this way? But... When you learn about these things, it's like oh no, we're actually all wired this way. And yeah, actually, yeah.
2: Encourage the, I mean, the guys,
1: go and get some fresh air. You mm. know, take a break because they don't do that enough. No. We're guilty of just like sitting at the screen, but we all need a bit of fresh air and mm. yeah, yeah, just breathe. Absolutely. We did breathing exercises with it. We, we, we did indeed. Yeah. Breathing yeah. Exercises. Do you know what they've really worked?
0: <laughs> I love that. So what 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 have been some of the the maybe challenges and things you've both had to work through on this journey so far? Then that maybe you've you've least expected to have to deal with Mm, that's a good question
1: i think our strength is also our weakness because we take action quickly
2: yeah and we get overexcited okay
1: let's hire loads of people right now do we have systems in place
2: no (laughs) but let's do it anyway (laughs) yeah
1: and mark was funny though because he does let us make our own mistakes and he guides us but it's like i think you were hiring a little bit earlier so i think people has been tough for us yeah because we were overexcited with that without building the foundations yeah. so we hired too quickly and
0: okay. too many
2: too Perhaps. many yeah you've got to get your yeah build a machine isn't it and then I'll yeah. be operating. So when, when <laughs> let's
0: just talk a bit about that for a second before mm. we finish like when you say that like what do you mean in terms of like the, the foundations the processes what like what do you actually mean by that
2: even just getting like your tech stack down and like Mm. your processes in terms of appraisals, you know, there's so much stuff that you need to think about, um, you Mm. know, like the people's day to day, Mm. I suppose. But yeah, I think um, a lot of the stuff, it's just making sure that you've got all of that kind of foundation sorted, job roles, like what they're going to be targeting at, like what patches are they going to be looking at? You know, are they going to be great on BD? Are they going to be great on delivery? You know, there's a lot of different things to to actually. And there is an element of winging it when you're in
1: startup mode, but then there is like, we're going to do a development review, we don't have any yeah, people. that's a good point. We are going to talk about? Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's go and have a chat. Yeah. Um, you know, and these things. And that adds stress to us. Because yeah. you yeah. are like, oh, my God, I need to do that. I need to do that. And we we're spreading ourselves too thin, really thin. ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and now we're trying to take a step back. Go slower to go quicker is yeah, exactly.
2: what they say. Yeah.
0: Go slower to go quicker. Yeah, Apparently that's
2: exactly. The thing. So, okay. <laughs> it's, it's working. So,
0: so where are you as a business today, then? Like, how, how many of you are there? And the there are
2: eight
1: now. Yeah. 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 yeah and the plan is hopefully to be at about 15 to 20 but by the end of the, the year but it's not the be all and yeah, end it's all it's learning people.
2: that
0: has that maybe been the learning for both of you oh, yeah. 100%, 100%, like, yeah. yeah like
2: we're gonna have hundreds of people all over the globe it's gonna it's be great, great. yeah what, what? we're quite ambitious i suppose we did have quite grand puns when we started so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, yeah
0: what like why? it can be quite easy to like fall into that though can't yeah, it yeah sure. like that way of thinking mm, what, why sure. do you think that is because it is very common
2: you just think the more people you have the more successful you're going to be, but yeah. really what you have to do is invest in the people that you've got I'd mm. say that we we didn't but you know i, I think you mean. but that's even yeah. the processes yeah. and make yeah. sure they've got everything they
0: need not just, just for sure. them and then person. they need to be
2: billing and then you add more to the you know fuel yeah. the fire you know and that, that's the whole point isn't it but yeah if you've got like six trainees and then two of you you know you are spread
0: mm. thin so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so someone listened to this and that might be in that startup period that's like i do want to hire i'm not sure if like what would what would you say should be like the fundamentals that maybe they should think about that they have in place that should hopefully give them a better chance of these hires going well rather than maybe not working out three, six months down the line. What, would you, what advice would you give them?
1: I mean, I think if you've got the jobs on, one or two is absolutely Fair. fine. Yeah. Yeah. But make sure they're OK and comfortable before you then add to it. Because yeah. Yeah. we just kept adding when yeah. the other team members were still fairly junior themselves. Yeah. yeah. Or we all want to try and get seniors on board, but that is more yes, difficult. Yeah, it's
2: impossible. That's <laughs> tough as well. Yeah. yeah, that
0: is tough. So, so to to finish this up, then like what um where where's Mariah going to be? The Mariah talent, sorry, is it going to be in in another year, two years time? What's what's the ambition? In the in US, regards? yeah, 50% we'd love
1: to be in, at in the US. business coming from the US, yeah, and also contract perm mm. split 50-50 as mm. well. Absolutely, yeah.
0: And you thinking, are you planning on getting people over there? Are you going to... Uh,
1: Absolutely, we're oh, first up. Yeah, definitely. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I volunteered. Definitely bagged <laughs> that first plane
2: ticket. <laughs> yeah?
0: Yeah. Absolutely love that. Well, um, look, absolute pleasure having both of you thank on. You. Thank, you thank, thank you so much you. for coming down. And so excited to see where both of you are in another year, two years' time. Well, thank Thanks you. So much.
1: Much. Cheers.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope there were plenty of golden nuggets for you to take away. As you know, I'm your host here of the Recruitment Mentors podcast, but I'm also the founder of Recruitment Mentors. We're a online subscription based learning and education platform. We're on a mission to help thousands of recruiters achieve their professional goals and successfully progress their careers through modern and engaging online learning. If you're a recruitment business owner listening to this, there's a good chance that you value self-development, personal development. You're trying to develop a culture of continuous improvement. But we've partnered with a number of grown recruitment companies who were struggling to understand how they can invest more in their people, how they can upskill them more quickly without spending more time, without having to spend thousands of pounds of external trainers. And we've ended up being a really great fit, modern fit for recruitment teams. We can ultimately help you get more out of your teams by giving your people access to modern and engaging online learning, which they can access on demand.